Hi, everyone, and welcome to Part-Time Nerds, Full-Time Dads. I'm Mike Laidman. And I'm the other guy, Chris Blonsky. And we're two dads who also happen to be nerds. We certainly are not experts, but we are open to sharing our experiences with other nerdy dads out there in the interest of keeping all of our kids alive. How are you wow. doing, sir? Uh, not bad. Good, not bad. good, my, good. My kid is not yet alive. This is true. Does that, I... does that kind of mess up the intro at all? <laughs> no, I don't think so. <laughs> I mean, remember, we wanted to get a couple of these episodes in the can before before we had some babies. That's true. We could talk about our hopes and dreams. About well, it's an important part of the experience, I think, too, right? Is, yeah, having the kid is one thing, but leading up to having the kid, that's, uh, that's a pretty intense thing as well. It is, and an important milestone in the lives of of this podcast is we actually wrote down an intro to the show. It took me a couple it, of takes. It only took three episodes, right? <laughs> yeah, only three episodes and only like three takes to actually get that reading correct. But, but to, there you go. There's That's the intro to our show. And to be fair, the second one was pretty close. It, it was like the mess up on like the last right. three words. There's a spelling mistake in it. That's oh, what, that's what there, threw me that's out. So, so there's wow. going to be some we proofreading. Should have, we should have proofed that a little <laughs> better, I guess. Yeah, the next episode, though, that'll be flawless. Uh, what we didn't write, though, uh, was an outro. So this <laughs> outro, this, tonight's episode, we'll have another fun, uh, wacky w- ending. Wing but, improv one, yes. <laughs> where we just kind of, like, sadly uh, say goodbye and then trail off. It's the Irish goodbye, where you just sort of get up and walk away. <laughs> That's, I believe the kids call that ghosting. Oh, is that what it is? That's what oh, it is now. Well, there it's you ghosting. Go. We are so with it. Yes, yes. Theoretically. Theoretically with it. Uh, so, yes, we currently are, are <laughs> I was about to say dadless. <laughs> Meaning we, that we don't have dads. We are not dads. We, we are, are childless not dadless. We are childless dads at the moment, but the part ca- of that is is getting ready for the kid to well, come. And the so. countdown is on. I mean, for me, it's four weeks. For you, it's 14? No. Uh, 12. Something like that. 12, something something like, that. like that, yeah. Yeah. Babies are, babies are coming, and, uh, you know, we're doing what we can to get ready. And in the case of you and I, we've talked about this before very briefly, is we are both in, in class together. We're learning to make sure that our babies don't die. And how our babies are coming and how we're... Totally useless to the entire, <laughs> the entire thing. Yeah, we are eye candy in the entire uh, <laughs> baby process here, really. Yes. So our wives, uh, Laura and, and Tiffany, they signed us up to this class, and I I, I shouldn't say like they signed yeah, us up. Like, they're in like, the class as well. Yeah, they 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 we're all in this class together, and and it was all like planned. Like we were all like, let's take the class together, kind of a thing. It's not like we were like. Oh, that's against our will. You know, drag the husband. No, no, to absolutely. This class. We we were all on board with this for yeah. sure. So so we're halfway through the class currently. Figured it's probably a good time to talk about like our experiences. Like, cause we've talked a lot of nerdy stuff, which is fine because I mean we're nerds, so we're gonna talk yes. about nerdy stuff. But let's talk some dad stuff. That's right. Some real important responsibilities. Yeah. Kind of stuff. What was the first picture that they showed in the class? that made you want to puke. Oh, oh, this is going to start <laughs> off with like a quiz here. Wow. I, I just figured like where to where to start. And the only thing that th- I could think of right off the top of my head was like pictures of the insides of ladies with babies in them. So, oh, yeah. Oh, we have so, we have seen live births. And, yeah. And, and I say births. Uh, yeah. Like, not just one. Yeah, yeah. In the videos that they show us in the class. <laughs> but like. I, it's funny because I, I watch a lot of scary movies with gore in them, and and you know, and I and I've definitely 
seen my fair share of like what the human body looks like on the inside. We've all it, taken it, grade nine health. Exactly. Yeah, we we kind of know what's going on. But there was still moments in the class where it was like, oh, God, no. <laughs> and and it was never the it wasn't the births. It wasn't the births that I saw that was like, no, no, not the not that. But there was one one of the drawings because it was this was like an, an actual drawing oh, okay. that they showed right. us. Was it was the baby? I believe the baby was like full term at this point. Okay, and so the baby is as big as the baby's gonna get. Like it's it, the diagram is them showing like the baby at the moment of birth, and like all I can see at the top of the drawing is like how like all the lady's guts are like squished up oh, against yeah, like the top of yes. her ribs, and I'm like. Oh no! Like I felt that my stomach hurt looking at yeah, that. That is sympathy pain. To yeah, the max, yes. <laughs> and that was like, uh, again, that was the first time that I was just like, oh no, no. <laughs> like, I, I mean, I get, like, I hear Lord Lord tells me, like, oh, he's pushing up against my bladder, and I'm like, yep, he is. But that's the yeah. first time that I like saw it, and it was just like, oh no. That's... What? And and that's exactly it. like I never really, I mean. Okay, you you know roughly what's going on in there. Yeah. But, like, to your point, you don't realize that, oh, yeah, they just sort of shove everything out yeah, of the way. everything's you know? out of there. You know, and just, he does, like, the baby does, like, constant headbutts against the bladder. Yeah, and, yeah. He's constantly kicking them into the, in the ribs and that kind of stuff. And it's like, <laughs> yeah, that does sound uncomfortable after all. Yeah. That's that's the thing that got me. Because like, when I was thinking about, like, what we could talk about when it came to the class, the first thing that popped in my head was all of these diagrams. That one really grossed me out. Was there anything that's like that for you? That was just like, oh, this is the thing that I don't like. See, there was nothing, uh, nothing that made me like really grossed out. Right. What the, the part that's bothered me the most with the class? Uh, not sorry, not bothered, but when they would show the videos, and it was like there was the one video with the woman who was doing the natural birth, right, and just the moaning. Yeah, and it was just like. Uh, kind of like right. I, I don't know what you would sort of describe that as mm -hmm. but it was just so uncomfortable and I don't know why it bothered me in the way that it did mm -hmm. but it was just like I'm getting like goosebumps and I just <laughs> you know it's like nails on a chalkboard sort of thing for right. me that was like a thing that they talked about in the class yeah. though was like oh no you it will make you feel better if you just sit there and are like uh yeah and just sort of groan yeah, yeah. <laughs> there's a lot of things that I mean I'm just like I don't understand and I never will because I am not growing a person inside of me <laughs> I I am just there for the ride yeah. sort of thing so well should we take a step back um, so basically like what this class is is, yeah. it, is it is a sort of comprehensive guide to giving birth and then or well not necessarily literally giving birth but yeah. leading up to giving birth giving birth and then you know, the first week or so once you have your kid. Yeah. We found out through our midwife program and then Tiff decided, you know, it's a good idea to sign up and do it. Admittedly, the first time I heard about it, it's like, yeah, I, I, I've watched TV. You know, I've, I've, I've taken grade nine health class. I know how a baby is born. Yeah, you just stand there and go push. Yeah, you you push. Yeah, we, I watched 40-year-old. No, not 40-year-old version. What's the other uh, one? Uh, knocked up. Knocked up. I've yeah, seen yeah. it. You know, it seems pretty straightforward to me. <laughs> But um, based all my life experiences on Seth, <laughs> Seth Rogen. Seth Rogen, yeah, he's basically our guiding our guiding light here. But <laughs> uh, I don't know. I, I it didn't seem that useful to me. But right. you know what? After the first class, it really I noticed it was like tremendously useful. Mm -hmm. 
you know, there's a lot of stuff that obviously we knew already, but then, you know, there was a lot of takeaways. It was like, yeah, I had no idea. I had no idea about like the 411 method. Yeah. You know, as far as, well, know, explain what labor. that is. So, yeah. So, what that is, is that when women will go into labor and, you know, you don't need to go to the hospital until the 411 moment happens, which is a contraction every four minutes for one minute for an hour. Mm-hmm. So, you know, if they're like five minutes for a minute for an hour, you're not ready yet. But yeah. once you hit four, you know, that's. That's the time. That's the go time, right? And mm-hmm. just stuff like that. It was like, oh, that's a good trick. That's a good tip, right? That sort of thing. The thing that I thought that was really funny about that method, too, was the way that they, like... Because every so often, they play. Like, we would play a game to be like, hey, here's a way, helpful way to remember information. And the, and then one of the things was, was like, the stages of labor. And, and it was... They were all sitting out on the table, and they gave us cards that were like see where these go, like place where these go. And they gave us so many cards that were like contractions, five minutes apart, like two, blah, blah, blah. and it is all like a trick to, to like make everybody realize that this four, one, one thing is only the, like the point when it's the most important. Yeah. So, so that was interesting. Well, and yeah. And discovering the difference between like early labor and active labor and then the transition, which is literally when the baby's coming, you mm-hmm. know, that the fact that to your point is most of the stuff was in early labor and yeah. it's like, yeah, whatever. Like That's pretty much the, the, the midwife who's teaching it basically said, yeah, none of that matters. You know, it only really matters once you hit active labor and that's, yeah. that's when the go time sort of is. Mm-hmm. A lot of interesting things that we're, that we're learning what did you think about some of the activities that we've been doing? Like, like the one where it was like bend over and like uh, there, there is a few. Okay, there's a few duds. Let's right. throw that out. There's a few duds <laughs> in this class. Okay, you know there was the the second class we were at. You know yep. we're we're halfway through now, but the second class was you know mitigating pain during yes. during labor and that kind of stuff. Yep. So let's just so to lay it out there. Like these classes are two and a half hours long with a little what? 10 minute yeah, Rice like Krispie square break in the middle, which is, you know, the highlight oftentimes. Okay. You know what? I got to tell you, I got to take a, a brief aside sure, here yeah, to yeah. tell you this. They bring out like there's a little bowl during the, during the breaks that are, it's full of little milk chocolates and they're like the best. Yeah, they're the ones that they're, like go on like the pillow in the yeah, hotel. Yeah, yeah, they're like the best chocolate in the friggin' world. And I eat them all. <laughs> like I, I just keep taking them. <laughs> like, it, like they're out there for everybody to have. Yeah. And I, and I have like seven. Like every yeah. class, yeah. every break, and it's like I should have just one, but I can't because these are so delicious and so small. So next time. Watch during the break and see. Like, how, I can keep my eye on. Keep you your now. eye on <laughs> me. See how many of those chocolates I eat because I and shame me into eating less of them because I just keep taking them. Yeah. But anyway, yes, that's the end of my side. So yeah, two and a half hours, short like ten uh, minute. Mike steals all yeah. the chocolate break. So so, but anyway, so this whole thing was about mitigating pain, and basically the big takeaway was is that you know you can go into various positions to yep. to to help. Yeah, you know, so it's all fours sitting on a chair, leaning against said chair, that kind of stuff. But then the the highlight of it is that they basically make you go into all these positions at the end of the class. Yeah, you know, so this is sort of the last thing that any of our wives want to do is like walk up and down some stairs and you know <laughs> bend over in front of everybody while yeah, we kind yeah. of like elbow them in the back because that apparently helps quite yeah, a lot. Yeah, like the too. whole like squeezing their hips together. That's what it was. We were squeezing their hips together. Yeah, and apparently that relieves pressure and like opens up the 
the cervix area, like like the. I, it was like a pressure point thing. I yeah. think it's kind of like based the same sort of logic as like acupuncture, right? Yeah, if you yeah. just sort of press the right spot. It it. Apparently, I did it very well. Laura's like, "Oh, you're good at this," and I'm like, "I am. <laughs> I I feel like I'm just squeezing your back. Like I feel like there's like an enormous zit on your back yeah. that I just can't get." Well, that's what that's what <laughs> Tiffany said too. It's like, "Oh, you can do this even when I'm not pregnant. If it feels good." I was like, "Oh, oh yeah, okay, great. Well, I'll add it to my, I my massage gonna, repertoire." I thought you were gonna say that she was like pop a giant zit, <laughs> like just this yeah. is like when you pop my zits. Or, yeah, yeah. Are you no. popping zits? I'm Are not, you guys that I'm not close? Doing that, no. No? no, no. It's a little gross um, for me. In case you are you are wondering, every so often you might hear a crinkle noise or a thunk. The room that we are recording in is decide. Yeah, it is now there, kitten playtime. There it is. Yes, there's a kitten in this room, and he 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 is ripe for playing. I don't know what we can do here. Just yeah, just throw that in the hall. I'm gonna try to move no. this out for you. You're 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 screwed now. Okay, there. he's there out there. He's right. out there. It's he's been gone. Dealt with. He's gone. Goodbye, kitten. With. He'll be back. He will be back. But yeah, so other poses, it was kind of funny because the one that, that Laura was like, oh, that's the pose. That's the pose was leaning over a table. So she's like L-shaped yeah. leaning over oh, a yeah, table. Yeah, I remember. Yeah. And then I'm like just rubbing her. Well, I mean, I'm describing the position yes. for for our listeners. And then I just kind of rub her back slowly and, and gingerly, I guess. But not too soft because Laura doesn't like to be tickled. So, yeah. She's like... Fun, she's, fun fact. In yeah. case you ever massage yeah. Laura. Yeah. Well, yeah. Don't tickle my wife. Yeah, yeah. She hates it. <laughs> so, <laughs> just good life advice. Don't tickle someone else's wife. Yes, exactly. Um, but, yeah. Some of the positions were just like, okay. Like, the standing on the stairs one, I was odd. It was kind of dumb. Oh, and some of them just seemed so obvious. It's like, yeah, yeah you can sit on a chair it's like really yeah. sitting on a chair i never would have thought to try that you know like, uh-huh. like that i mean that if if i were to pick on one of the classes that i was not a big fan of that would be the one right it, it felt like we could have shrunk the two and a half hours down to about 15 minutes and was like just <laughs> just try sitting try standing try leaning all right you're good you know well what about on the ball what do you think because that's the thing like we have those giant it's like an exercise exercise ball, balls yeah, yeah. It's funny because like that was homework. The first week they're like, "You have you have homework." It was literally go out and buy one of these balls, and we still don't have one. Like I, I don't. Know, I think you guys said you already yeah, had one. We have one from before. Yeah, yeah, but we we still don't have one. To be fair though, Tiff does say that it helps quite a lot. That's what she, I. She that's was the thing. she brought it to work and was using it as her office chair. Before yeah, there, she there's went on apparently that apparently there's one at work that Laura can use. And okay. she's like, and every so often she'll send me a Snapchat and be like, see, I'm using it. Yeah. Because there's a lot of things that happen in the class. It's funny because, I mean, I don't know if, if Laura thinks I don't pay attention or whatever, but every so often I'll, I'll throw an anecdote from the class at her and she'll look at me like I just told her to shut up. Laura likes to lie on the couch, kind of elevated, just sort of lying on the couch. So like leaned back yeah, sort of thing? Yeah, okay, yeah. yeah. And, and they told us in the class, that's the last position you should be in. You should be sitting upright and that... And that, and that was very surprising to me. Not to, not to interrupt, but yeah, yeah. Like the fact that sort of leaning back on your chair is a very suboptimal yeah, way and, and of like, sitting. Yeah, because she's like, oh, it makes me feel better. But they're like, yeah, but it's not good for like... The baby. The baby, because like it doesn't hurt the baby, but it, it puts it back in a position where it doesn't make it easy for the baby to leave like you want the way you want that baby to be doing a handstand in your in your ovaries there ovaries well, not the ovaries the uterus yeah <laughs> I, you basically want the baby to be facing your or not, like the the mother's back yeah 
But I, apparently what happens is if you're leaning back and often like a lot, the mm-hmm. baby will end up facing the mother's front. Yeah. And that's not that's not optimal for getting past the, the hip joints. Yeah. That stuff. causes back labor, they call it. Yes. And so like every so often, Laura will be lying there and I'm like, you should be sitting up. And she just looks at me like, excuse me, <laughs> like, are you growing a human inside <laughs> of you? I did the same thing. They yeah. call it hammocking. It's like, so it's, yeah. are, are you hammocking, Tiff? You better be hammocking right now. Yeah. That's, yeah, okay, I'll have to remember that. I'll have to bugger about hammocking. Yeah. How, were you hammocking on the way home from... See, I think yeah. I think my favorite pain tip or whatever that they did, I, this may not have been from class two, it might have been from class one, but it was the one where I think we were talking about more of like the medical pain relief, like epidurals oh, and morphine was, and, and yeah. gas and whatever. And they basically said, you know, one of the most powerful things you can do as a husband, because... Spoiler alert, there's not really much you can do. Right. You're there, you know, to sort of pat them on the shoulder and say, good job. Yeah. But apparently one of the most powerful things you can do is when the when the mother is in the most pain and is saying, I just, I can't do it. I can't do it. You can just say, but you're already doing it. And then the, li- <laughs> oh, the clouds part and lights shine down upon the mom and everything is right in the world. <laughs> <laughs> and all the pain goes away, and it's like a miracle. All of a sudden, it's it's just perfect situation. Of course, that's and, all it needed. And, all and, it needed. And I remember just like when they said it, like I just because Mike and I sit pretty close together in the class, we just yeah. like side eye each other. It's like we're gonna have so much fun with this. Oh man, like, that description was was amazing. <laughs> by the way, <laughs> there's definitely a lot of like because again, we were talking about. We were talking about the different forms of, I was about to say birth control, but I meant pain control yeah, is pain what control. I was going to say. Yeah, we, um, we kind of failed on the birth control thing. <laughs> that we, well, <laughs> I, I wouldn't say we failed. That yeah. makes it sound like this is all a mistake. No, no, that's true. Like, that's let's true. let's cash true. in on our mistakes by making a podcast. Yeah, we were successful until we decided not to do it. Anymore. Yeah, so, <laughs> but uh, no, pain control. They were, we were talking about the different kinds of pain control, and there, and there was like epidurals gas and and, morphine uh, and uh tens machine yeah and and it was like and and again like this is originally this is what i thought you were you were going with this they were like now men when it comes to this decision shut up like (laughs) and that's true that is a literal quote from the class it's like this is not your decision if they say if your wife is like i want the epidural then you're like okay let's get the epidural but if she's like i don't want the epidural you do not go but wouldn't it help you? You shut up, or you you're just like, yes, that is exactly what we should do. Yes, and absolutely, it was, dear. It was just like, okay, like it's <laughs> part of me was just like, what am I here for? But <laughs> if yeah. that's all it was, like, because again, it was just like in every part of the decision when it comes to pain control, it's. It's, and as it should be, yeah. as it should be, I shouldn't say, I'm not sitting there being like, no, yeah. I decide as my wife man, gets, let me yeah. decide. Yeah. yeah. I'm wearing pants. Therefore you'll take the gas. Like, yeah. like, no, but, you know, it's not my decision, but it was just really weird to have somebody be like, no, shut up. You don't yeah. get a say. And I mean, I guess I, I was like, okay, well, I mean, I, I, I sort of figured I wasn't going to yeah. have a say, but oh, well, and they even, I mean, it's kind of spelled out for you. Like well, and they even went as far to say that you guys should come up with like a secret code word between the two of you. It's like, yeah. As in like me and my wife, in that if she actually wants the epidural, she has to say the word grapefruit or banana right. or right. something. Because I guess oftentimes during the actual contractions, you know, the pain gets so bad. It's just like, I, you know what? I just want it. I just want the epidural, even though you don't actually want it. Right. Like, you, you just say 
whatever it is you need to say to sort of mitigate the pain, right? Mm-hmm. So then the code word is like, oh, okay, yeah. I, she actually does want it. God, what was this? I, I I came up with a really stupid code word, and I kept saying it to Laura, and I was like, "You're this is gonna be what it is, and oh. and, and you're gonna have to every time." What was the stupid word? I don't I don't know. Did you ever tell me? Oh I don't think God. you did. Well, I mean, you must have. But I told Laura, and I just kept like during the class, like let's say the word was like Fernando or yeah. something. I just kept turning to her and be like Fernando, like the whole, <laughs> like the whole, the whole night. And she'd just be like, "Shut up!" Yeah. I mean, and it wasn't Fernando. Fernando is actually my neighbor, so it's kind of oh, funny okay, that I was yeah. like, "Oh, Fernando," but like. What was the stu- oh, it was just, it was like the dumbest thing. Yeah, like it was so yeah, dumb. Tune, tune in next week and we'll reveal oh. what it was when Mike oh, finally if remembers. I, if I yeah. hope I hope I remember what it was. Uh, amazing. Yeah, have the have the safe word and and whatever it was. God, now it's gonna yeah. bother me. Like yeah, it's show. just gonna haunt you. For yeah, a while. you uh, you just take over and I'm gonna, I'll sit here quietly and try to remember the word. Yeah. So. so you know, obviously, these programs are run by a midwifery company or yeah. mid- midwives. In this that case, yeah. So, you know, I don't know if everybody, I guess midwives are not the common way of doing it. Usually, it's like your OBGYN, that kind of thing. Yeah. Um, you guys are doing midwives, right? We're actually, it's funny because we keep talking. It's, our, our situation is going to be different from everybody else's. Yeah. And like in almost every case, we're doing the same thing. Like yeah. we're having we're having the babies very soon together like within two months of each other we have we're in the same class for this we're going to the same hospital that's the plan yeah. and we have the same midwife company yeah well not, i don't know if it's a company well, but, uh, organization yeah, the same organization group, yeah, whatever of, you want to describe it as, yeah. yeah so we don't the only thing we don't have is the same midwives <laughs> like <laughs> well, maybe I, we might have the same do one, you have the green team are you on the green oh team? i think we might have the green with team. with the two girls oh no we have three okay we have uh, two so yeah we, we, di- we differ on something there like that, you go yeah. one difference <laughs> one difference well so so what was your reaction because i mean again most of my knowledge of 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 babies and childbirth was like grade nine health and movies and that kind of stuff. And I just assumed OB was the the only real option. Right. And then when, when Tiffany suggested, well, midwives, my first reaction was, Oh, midwives, like they're going to take like tea leaves and rub them on your belly. Like sort of this like weird sort of herbal medicine thing. Like that was kind of my gut reaction. It's obviously not like it. Right. But what, what was your reaction? Well, the funny thing was, is I mean, I got, I got, I have two nephews. Okay. And I got to hear all about the, because they used the midwives as well. They didn't use the same midwives as us. Only you and I are, and our wives are crazy to do the same sure, thing yeah, yeah. every time. So we use different different midwives. But I heard about the experience that my sister in law had with a midwife, you know, for her two kids' births. And I mean, like Laura asked her a lot of questions about it, and I got to be there and kind of just listen to everything. Yeah. And and I'm like, all right. I mean, like this is again, this is this is along the lines of what they said in the class. But I mean, I was always kind of in the camp of like, I, I'm not the one having the baby. So at the end of the day, if if this makes you happy, do it. Yeah, the ultimate decision is up to them. Obviously. Yeah, like uh, like as long as you know whatever her decision was wasn't like wacky. You know, like like yeah. she's like, oh, I want I want it to be delivered onto a you know a pile of lettuce in the yeah. I, I put my I put my foot down on like the home birth in the bathtub. That just yeah. wasn't gonna happen. For yeah, me. no, yeah. Laura. Like as long as as long as she didn't want anything too wacky. You know, I was like a hundred percent do whatever yeah. you want. And I mean, we're both 
both of us were planning the same hospital, and I don't know what, what Tiff's plans are, but, I mean, as far as Laura is concerned, she kind of just, she doesn't want, she wants a natural birth. She doesn't want the epidural. Yeah, and it's the same with Tiffany, yeah. Yeah, yeah so, she wants to go natural. And then we're going to have to figure out what that stupid code word I came up with was. <laughs> yeah, otherwise you're never going to know. Yeah, it. it's like my kid's email address. We'll never know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so... But anyway, but so far, like, the midwife experience for me has been actually surprisingly positive. Right. So, I mean, for those who don't know, and I imagine that's a large majority. I mean, mm-hmm. unless everybody else is way smarter than you and I, which Man. is very possible. Well, it, but but it has been, they're almost like your, your weekly assistant. You yeah. know, they're there to answer questions. They do sort of, you know, the more routine medical checkups. Like, they're not going to do ultrasound or anything, but they use, um, what's the heart rate monitor? The sonogram? Uh, no, not something. Oh, I just say the heart. Rate yeah, monitor. anyway, that's a heart rate monitor. They, so they make sure that the heart rate and stuff is good. And, yeah. and they're always checking on you. And you basically, and they book all your appointments for you. And they do everything. They basically hold your hand the entire way. And yeah. then when it's time for the baby to come, they meet you at the hospital and they help you along there. And then I think they give you, what was it like? Three or four weeks? Or yeah, like five they, they weeks check, maybe they of, check of, in on you at home. Yeah, and... of, of post post care yeah and they, they literally drive to your house i think it's like once a week or every three days or something like yeah. that and they, make they sure check that, on you. that you and baby are doing all yeah right. which is awesome and i mean it could be as simple as you get some sleep i'll stay with the baby for a couple hours yeah like and that seems that sounds pretty sweet to me mm-hmm. now okay here's a question for you okay because this is something that i like i honestly had no like frame of reference i guess you could say okay. when it comes to like midwives and stuff but like i'm trying to be as supportive as i can right uh to laura and when she was like i have an appointment with the midwife my immediate thought was okay i'm coming with you and i don't know what how it's been with you and tiff but from what i've heard from laura like laura goes to a lot of um like subreddits for like pregnant moms and like um a lot of online chat yeah like online chat rooms and like apps where there's like discussions and stuff. And what she's telling me is is most people, like a lot of, in most relationships that she's reading about, the guy does never comes. He never goes to the midwife. Like it's it's all about her going to the midwife on her own. Right. And I was just curious if if you were ever going. Well, I to be honest, I went to the first I want to say like first two, right? Two or three, but then I I stopped going just because it became I was just an accessory, right? Like she would go in, she'd ask maybe a question, maybe, mm-hmm. but she would just kind of you know they check the heart rate, they check you know make sure Tiffany's blood pressure is okay, and then she was out of there. Mm-hmm. So it was just sort of like uh, I didn't. There was no reason for me to exist in that world, so right. I stopped going to that. I mean, I still go to the OB stuff at the hospital, mm-hmm. but yeah, as far as the midwife stuff, I I kind of weaned myself off of it. I just felt like it was, you know, it was getting challenging for me to take the time off work for something that I, there was really no reason for me to be there. Right. For. Okay. Yeah. No, I understand. I yeah. was just curious as, as to what if you were going or not. I'm in kind of in the same boat. Like yeah. I went. I went to the the first meeting, and I went to I believe the second meeting, um, and then there was a like a few times that I just didn't go, and and Laura was like I'm like I told Laura straight up I'm like if you want me to come I'll come, 
but she's like, no, I'm just going. They're checking my, you know, they're checking my blood pressure, and that's all. Yeah, it it's is. like it's like a five minute thing. Yeah. yeah. So and and again, the few times that I have been there, I, it's just like like you said, like I'm there to eventually, it, occasionally you, be you, like, you hold the purse. That's basically yeah. What like you're there like for, some, yeah. she'll they'll be talking, and then they'll say something, and I'll be like, <laughs> and this too, like like I'll make a dumb joke where like the midwife is like, ha you know, like like just <laughs> son of a bitch. yeah, that, that, <laughs> that dumb idiot. Yeah. With his, he doesn't know what's going on here. But like again, I, I I kind of stopped going, but I kind of stopped going because Laura's like, just don't you know, don't come. Like, it's it doesn't make sense for you. Uh, but at the same time, we've had I don't want to call it an issue because it's not an issue. Is Laura had a a moment where she's been having high blood pressure, so she's been going to the midwife and getting her blood pressure checked. Yeah, and and her her blood pressure was like. 140 over 92 or something and something like that which is in the area of bad and if it was it's too, above normal yeah, yeah. It's, it's above normal but it's not like the worst case scenario and apparently it, this is like a thing that happens like you get high blood pressure when you're pregnant like it's it's not like, like it's not uncommon for that to happen yeah and it's not uncommon for you like you to get like gestational diabetes and stuff like that when you're pregnant as well so she told me that like this happened to her. She, she went to to one of these like, like one of the midwife appointments without me, and and they took her blood pressure and she had this high blood pressure. And at the same time, it was kind of like this discussion about like Laura has a lot of doctor anxiety. Yeah, sure. So I came to the same conclusion that she did, and it was that that she was just stressed, and that's why her blood pressure was very high. And I mean, at the same time, like we the 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 day that they did this first test was also the weekend that our basement flooded. If you remember that, yes, yeah. So that was a very stressful weekend. Uh, yeah, where where like at one moment it was like, oh, we might have to pay twenty thousand dollars to the city to fix our basement. It turned yeah. out to not be that yeah, bad, fortunately, at yeah. all. But at the same time, that's a very stressful situation, and I'm sure it. It helped Laura's blood pressure. Well, that's right. You don't just come down from yeah. that. Yeah. Yeah. Because because like it was the Monday that she yeah. went right after that all happened. So when it came down to it, eventually, like they gave us, they told us that we needed to get an actual blood pressure machine, and then even like borrow it, buy it, whatever. And I've been testing Laura's blood pressure at home. And the first time we did it, she was at like 160 over like 120. <laughs> yeah. Because she was so, like she psyched herself up. Like, oh man, my blood pressure is going to be high. Like she yeah. she had the same anxiety. And the next day we ended, I'm like, just sleep on it. It'll probably be lower in the morning because you've been like psyching yourself up all day. Yeah. That this blood pressure machine is going to be here and your blood pressure is going to be high. And lo and behold, your blood pressure was high. So the next morning we... We do another blood pressure test, and it's lower, but it's still high enough that they were like, call us if it's over this number. Yeah. And it was over the number. So we called them, and they were like, hey, we want like, we want you to, to go to Mac, and, and we're just going to go there. And and Laura and I had the discussion about, like, it's just because you're, you're, you know, spooked by the by the thing. Yeah. And, and, like, it's like we, a false we, positive yeah, sort we, of thing. We all yeah. know that you're going to go there and it's going to be fine. And it was. But at the same time, like, I still I still went. Like, she's like, I want yeah. you to come. So I, even, as much as I feel like, I don't, I don't want to say it's worthless for me to go with the midwife appointment. Because, yeah. again, as we kind of established, we're sort of just window dressing. We're yeah. just kind of there. I mean, very attractive window Of course, dressing. of yeah. course. We're, we are the pinnacle of throw pillows. <laughs> um, 
I I don't mind going to these like these appointments if it makes Laura feel better. Yeah, and, and I I totally agree with you there. I mean, being the support person really is our only job. Yeah, in this whole well, not our only job, but it's the most realistic, most important thing that we can do. Yeah, right, is is be supportive. Like yeah. I mean, there's a lot of moments where it's like, again. I'm I, I'm sure you're doing this too. Yeah. I'm the only one who cleans the cat poop because yeah, you know it, that's a thing that that you need to do because there's like a friggin' worm or something. Yeah, something to do here. with the uh, some bacteria. Or yeah, whatever. yeah, and we want to make sure that everybody's a okay. So, yeah. And so I mean, I've been cleaning up poop boxes mm-hmm. for the last six months, and, and and that's fine. I don't mind doing that, even with those three crap machines out there, yeah. but. <laughs> you but, know, like, I mean, there are times where you feel. I, we kind of talked about this, um, you know, over dinner and stuff too. Like, there's a lot of times where you do feel helpless. Yeah, you know, like because, like I said, Tiffany's only about four weeks away now from giving birth, and you know, she gets a lot of stomach pains. Like, not like I'm going to barf, but like my stomach is now giant and mm-hmm. it hurts and that kind of stuff. And it's just like I, I'm, there's nothing I can do. I can't massage it better. I can't rub it better. Yeah. You know, and it, you just you feel helpless, and you try to kind of do everything, but obviously none of it really makes a huge difference. Mm-hmm. So, but just being there, I guess, is the best thing we can do, right? Yeah. So you know, I, mean, I I love to have like a little magic brush that oh there you go, pain's gone now. But, yeah, yeah. Sometimes just being there is is the thing that they need. Mm-hmm. So I mean. In the cases, uh, like that's some just kind of some advice that I want to kind of pass along to anybody listening who's not hasn't gone through this yet. You know, going to the midwife appointment is something that they really appreciate. Yeah. Like, like again, Laura's telling me all this time. Like every so often, she gives me a hug, and she's like, "Thank you," because I read about all these guys who like who want nothing to do with going to the midwife and yeah, or, or, or stunning. Yeah. yeah and, and I'm just kind of surprised by that. And I'm like, I don't know, maybe that's just who I am. And maybe some people are dicks or, or, or they just have busy jobs or whatever. Like I, there's, yeah. uh, there's a million reasons why these guys aren't going well, to, and, and there'll be a subset of women too, who just, who don't want you to come. Yeah. They, they just want to do it on their own. And, and that's fine as well. But, yeah. but yeah, like, like Tiff has showed me the same sort of message boards and stuff. And it's amazing. Yeah. Like, it's like, Oh, you're pregnant. All right. See ya in nine months. You know, I'll I'll be here. Yeah, and wake me up. Yeah, when... wake me up when the baby's here. Yeah, it's it yeah. just doesn't. I don't know. It doesn't resonate properly with me. I guess. Yeah, it's not worth it. We're just we're just too good of a people. I guess that's really what boils down to. <laughs> we are saints. <laughs> that's why perfect, we have the podcast. Perfect gentlemen. Yeah, brag has, to brag. Yes, everyone must know about how fantastic we yeah. are. So yeah, so the midwife. Obviously, the midwives are the one who's putting on this class. Mm-hmm. Has there anything that like? We've been in. Obviously, we're not done the class yet. We're only halfway through. Is there anything more that you wish they'd be preparing you for? Oh, that's a good question. Uh, I I think a lot of it for me was probably it's going to be stuff that we're going to find out later. Like for me, a lot of the questions are or that I have are when the baby's actually here. Mm -hmm. You know, not necessarily how to change diapers or anything like that, but just okay. What do you do if it's got a cough, or what do you do for this, and what do you do? Like, what's the the appropriate response, right? And I'm yeah. sure they'll cover it. Uh, I mean, if I had a, any real critique of the classes, is that you can kind of sense a little bit of a bias towards certain things. Okay. You know, like one of the things we've discussed is like epidurals, right? Yep. You know, they they flat out tell you that yeah, ninety percent of women, at least in our area. 
they walk in the the hospital, they get an epidural, and and that's it. Like that's just sort of the go to system. Mm-hmm. But we've kind of both found, and I've I've just discussed this with my brother too, who also did the same class, but he's sort of completed it already. Yeah, yeah. Sort of the the bias towards sort of I guess traditional. Yeah, like natural birth. Yeah, is is quite high, right? And you know, I I feel like they they don't give epidural sort of the credit. That they deserve that mm-hmm. kind of stuff. I, I think this is like the wrong kind of wording, but right. <clears throat> but yeah, there's, there's a clear bias against it. Mm-hmm. You know, even though it's a it's a proven system, and obviously, you know, birth rates are at a, or not birth rates, but like childhood death rates are at all time low, and you know, all this type of stuff is, right. is very positive. So it seems weird that they really put a lot of negatives towards it. Yeah. Like, like one of the activities we did was it was they laid out like morphine and gas and epidural, and it was like. They gave you a bunch of cards with like, what were they? What was on it? Uh, there was like, they were just symptoms. Yes, like, I, I, symptoms, maybe is, symptoms a good, is a good, is word, is a good yeah. word. And it basically what it was is, oh, fatigue. Okay, that kind of happens when you take this one and it's a negative of this one or a positive of this one. Yeah. And like for epidural, there was like one positive, which was, oh, you don't feel anything. And then there was like 30 negatives. But And I, I remember too, because they actually kind of, pitched you don't feel anything is both a positive and a negative too yeah yeah so even though it was like the only positive they also were like also it's a negative because you can't feel anything. yeah and, like, and and i get that they want like it to be a natural birth and that kind of stuff but yeah. at the same time you know uh, it, it, it can't be that horrible of a thing if 90 percent of the people are doing it yeah that, that was my only really weird thing my only real complaint, I guess. Okay. With the rest of the class coming up, what is is there anything you're looking forward to being like, talk about this? My thing that I hope they talk about, and I'm sure they will, and I'm kind of like, oh, God. Because this is also something that Laura and I have both talked about as like, I am scared to death of this. And it's uh, sudden infant death oh, syndrome. Yeah, yeah, me too. Me too. Just like, oh, yeah, let's walk into the room, have, see how the baby's doing. Well, so oh, what? Ooh. what is SIDS for everybody who doesn't know? I, or do you want, I can describe uh, yeah, it. Yeah, if you want. It's basically, it's exactly like the name says, yeah. is the child will just, you know, just die. Just die. Yeah, just suddenly. For, for, yeah, for no real, no real reason. It's just all of a sudden you'll wake up and the child will be, be dead. And obviously there's actual reasons behind it. Yeah. I mean, one of the simple ones is, you know, let's say the baby's laying on its back in like a... a car seat or something. Yeah. Well, when the baby is young enough, it can't lift its own head, so it will actually... You know, the head will kind of drop, so, like, put your, your chin on your chest, and it, the baby will, like, choke itself to death, mm. you know, which is horrifying to think about. Yeah. And it is 100% one of my biggest concerns as well. Yeah, like, I remember when we were talking about just buying the mattress for the crib, how firm the mattress needed to be, because, yeah. like, if, if the baby sunk into it even a little the baby could suffocate into the into the, the bed. And then at the same time, like, it can't be too hard because then, it, like, like d- misforms the skull or something. Like, it's, yeah. it's like, what what is the sweet spot for baby crib? Yeah, why yeah. are why are all mattresses not this, yeah, this it, compression? It, exactly. But, like, you can't put anything in the crib. You can't have, like, yeah, a no li- blankets, no, no pillows. No blanket, no, like, bumpers, I guess. When you and I were babies, that was a very common thing yeah. you know so that the baby doesn't bump its head against the rails of the the crib yeah the and, wooden rails yeah no no toys no nothing yeah it, it, you're basically yeah you might as well get a cardboard box and, and put the baby in the box right like <laughs> but the cardboard might yeah be too soft. Be too soft, yeah. <laughs> 
Yeah. Ugh, yeah. I really hope they go into some detail about that. Yeah. Another thing that like, I feel like Laura talks about it. To, uh, not, I would say too much, but she brings it up and I'm like, I feel like we've talked about this enough that this is something that I will never do. But like, you fall asleep on the bed with the baby next to you, and then you f- roll on it when you sleep, baby, and yeah. and like, and she told me this whole story too. She's like, I read a th- about a thing like, or it might have been on her, her murder podcast. She listens yeah. to like my favorite murder, and there was this whole thing about like this dad who rolled onto the baby and uh, and suffocated it, and it died, and it turned out like uh, that the mother actually was like, I don't want this baby, so she like faked the baby's death by she like suffocated it herself oh, and like Jesus. and like made it look like the dad did it when he was like asleep, and and I'm like, oh my god, that's what crazy. the hell? This is horrifying. But, yeah, that yeah, is. but yeah, I guess it's it's not common, but no. it's also not uncommon. Yeah, and yeah. it's com- uncommon enough that that we're talking about it. Are you um are you worried about the the pets at all? Uh, somewhat. Yeah, um, me, me too. I am as well. Because especially because Dante or not Dante Hudson are yeah, are one of the cats. Yeah. What are we kitten? The one that was in here earlier making too much noise. He already hops into the crib all the time. Yeah. And we're kind of like, uh, I don't want him. And, and like all of our cats are like lap cats. And I'm like, yeah, let's have a lap baby, like your lap cat on that baby. <laughs> like this baby. is lap baby. Well, I mean, we're going to have a lap baby, but you know, I don't want the cat like flopping down on top of the baby. And that's kind of what I'm thinking too, because we have, we have a dog and a cat yeah. and I know that's what I'm, I, I don't think the cat would ever do anything like malicious. Like we're not going to see the cat in there trying to like eat the, the kid's. Right. Fingers off yeah, or something, yeah, yeah. but but yeah, like my cat likes to lay on on my legs and on my chest, and you know, like the baby is gonna be about half the weight of our cat. Yeah, and yeah. I'm just the cat laying on it is is a concern. Like, believe it or not, yeah. I I am actually somewhat concerned about about the kitten as well because Hudson, the the kitten who is absolutely adorable, you can actually follow him on Instagram, Hudson <laughs> and Friends on Instagram. He's still at the point where he's bitey. When he plays. Yeah. And the last thing I want is him to start like biting a baby because the baby's getting like too much attention. Sure. And, yeah. You know, so that's something I kind of worry about. Like, I know that when the baby is born, we've talked about the baby's going to be in a bassinet in the room with us and the door's going to be closed. And because like right now, the cats sleep with us yeah. every night. Like you may never get sleep again <laughs> from the baby. I'm, I'm or sure. The I'm sure. Yeah. No one is going to let me sleep, yeah. whether it's the babies or the cat being like, I'm going to wake me up or let me in and or whatever. The perfect example is how of how like ingrained into sleeping in our room the cats are is our one cat, Dante. Who Dante, who's proven to be amazing baby practice because he's the cat that likes to be picked up and hugged. Yeah. So I'm just carrying him around like he's a baby because it's like, oh, this is a good weight. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's about uh, the baby size. Yeah. He's gonna build some some dad arm muscles. Laura loves that guy. He loves she loves Dante so much that she has a pillow for him on on the bed. He has his own pillow on the bed. And he you, and has you, his and, own pillow on the bed. And you guys don't have like a king size bed or anything. No, we have like just like a queen just a size regular bed. Old queen. Yeah. Yeah. And I sleep. I sleep at the at the you know at the head of the bed or I guess the front the top f- whatever <laughs> the foot of the bed not the foot of the bed <laughs> I sleep at the you know where you would normally sleep yeah, at the yeah. top and Laura because he what he would do what Dante would do at night is he would sleep above her head on her pillow yeah so she just shifted down and put a pillow up and he sleeps on that pillow so if I roll over the right way I got a face full of cat ass and like so. 
you know, that's his spot. Yeah. And if somebody else is in it, like another cat, he like fights them out of that spot because that's Dante's sleep sure, spot. Sure, yeah. And, and you know, a, a time is going to be coming soon when he's not even allowed in that room yeah. with that. And he's going to cry. It'll be an adjustment for everybody. Yeah. Oh, it's going to be a good time. So, yeah, yeah, no, I would say that uh, pets are a worry as well. Yeah. I know for uh, for our dog, we actually think he's going to do pretty well. So we have an Australian Shepherd, and they're super loyal, like very family-oriented. He's going to herd that baby. We think, well, he already herds children <laughs> now. Let's not let's not kid ourselves. But uh, we actually think that he will never leave the baby's side. Oh, like, really? At any point eh? in time. Because, like I said, if I have my goddaughters over or whatever for, like, mm. a sleepover or whatever, they, he is always with them. He sleeps with them. He walks with them everywhere. Like, he's just always keeping an eye on them. So I think when he gets a kid, kind of his own flesh and blood, as close as it is for a dog anyway, mm. that he'll just be, they'll be inseparable. Right. Do you think they know what's going on, like, right now? My cat really just hates everybody, so he probably doesn't <laughs> care. But the dog, I think, has finally kind of clued in that was, something's a little different. Like, he, he's become more protective of, of Tiffany, mm -hmm. and he's always kind of, like, sitting on her lap now, and he's typically not a lap dog. Right. And yeah. Yeah, so he's always right beside her, and if people come up, he's between them. And right. Like, not, he's not mean or anything, but he's just, let me handle this. Mm. I, I've got this, you know. <laughs> I find Kratos has been sleeping, or like, he, well, not sleeping, but he likes to lie down with his head oh, okay, on, yeah, the, on yeah. the belly. Like, I don't know if he's listening or, or what. I'm waiting for the day that he's got his head up there and the baby kicks. And like, he's like, oh, crap, you know. <laughs> um, maybe that's stuff that they go into in the class as well. So halfway through, well, well I guess we'll have a report maybe when we're, yeah, when they, we're the full way Three through. more weeks. Three, three more weeks. weeks yeah. And when, uh, we'll see what the, how the class ends up. Maybe they'll address some of these concerns and maybe we'll have to be like, hey, you didn't talk about SIDS. Like, yeah. you know, like what's happening here? But yeah, but like overall, though, if you are ever on the fence about any of this stuff, do it and, yeah. and go to it. It's, it's, it is fantastic. It Definitely. truly is. So. Definitely. All right. Well, I think that should do it for this week. And as I said at the top of the show, we, we did not write an extra. So let's we, see how this is going to play it's out. It's probably going to just be like, hey, we'll talk to you soon. And then we'll just kind of silently chipper off as we hope to make it sound natural. Yeah, that sounds good, Mike. Yeah, it could work all around. All right. See you later. Goodbye. <laughs> Did we laugh in sync there at the end? <laughs> might have been. It might have been. Hello, everyone. I'm out. Even with a script, I f it up. <laughs> Hello, everyone, and welcome to Part Time Nerds, Full Time Dads. I'm Mike Lehman. And I'm the other one, Chris Blonsky. And we're two dads who also happen to be nerds. Uh, we certainly are not experts, and we are open. Oh, no, I screwed it up. Oh, it was so It was close. so smooth. I was doing it. I, like, was so close. I have to, like, side eye read it because, like, the computer's still a little odd. Okay, yeah. we'll figure this out. Take three. <laughs> <laughs> we'll get there. We'll yeah. get there.